you not? I went. Do I not have the internet? No. Do you not watch? Okay, fine. Tell me about your week. Because obviously, the only reason you asked me was so you could tell me about your week. So tell You're me about your week. Such a broken person. Hey, what's up? It's Tom <laughs> Papa. Thank uh, God. Uh, Can you Tom imagine? Papa. It's nice to drop in on people who, who talk like family. Oh, ah! I, can't, I can't. You're here, so I don't have to talk to him. Like that's <laughs> honestly, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Oh, Welcome, God. Tom Papa. Nice to see y'all. What nice a pleasure to, see to have you. Thank so, you. Thank you. So I, I kind of roped him into this. Uh, mm. You know, like uh, I, this is the second project I've roped him into. Yeah, that's true. He didn't but even... I like it because you always come up with creative stuff that no one he cares does. about. It. Well, yeah, but I enjoyed doing it. It is a creative thing. This one, it he wrote me into it too. Technically, yeah, it's yeah. really smart. I like it. Well, Tom Papa, uh, obviously, I mean, the biggest. When I think of you, I think of like just, just. Top-notch comedian here in New York City, comedy solo. That's because coming up, you're a guy that I watched, and right. I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like I can't even imagine being at that level. You're so much more. You host shows. You bake bread. Yes, we're, we're all of these things out. are true. All of these things are. I won't dispute any of this. Well, how did you get into bread, and why? Bread is it uh, a serious pursuit, bread, or is it a hobby, bread? It's pretty serious. I love this. It's pretty serious, but I'm like, I'm like kind of at the edge of uh, what do I do? Like, do I Keep this as a as a really great hobby, which mm. I really truly love, and I'll get into why. Mm. Um, or do I take it a step further and start sharing it with a lot more people? Do something business wise with it because I have so many people now through the years and through talking about it on podcasts and stuff. People know me for bread almost as much as comedy. This is killing me. I was just on a, a flight on American Airlines, and at the end of the flight, the flight attendant came over and leaned in. And he said, "How was the bread?" Really? <laughs> yeah. So it's like everywhere. You You're know known I mean? for this. But how yeah. was it? How Did you I give him a real answer? Yeah, it was it's like it's, it's an airline. Garbage. It's it's garbage bread. What's the matter with you? How dare you call that bread? <laughs> I have to get into. I mean, like we're kind of in this like uh, era of it might be on like the the tail end of it, but like yeah. the keto, no carb, yakety yak. Yeah. So how does one become bready? And well, I I I love bread. <laughs> and a, a little backstory on how I slid into it all was love I to hear this. I was. Uh, writing on a show called Red Oaks that was an Amazon yeah, show. Yeah, Greer Barnes was on that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Ah. And um, uh, I was working on that show, and one of the writers during our breaks was talking about how he got into baking bread with a sourdough starter, mm. and it's like this weird glob that's like built uh, with flour and water and the natural yeast from the atmosphere around us, and that's how people made bread in the beginning, and he started getting into it, and he was just describing the whole thing. And I went home, and uh, at dinner I was telling my wife and daughters about it and they were kind of intrigued and I was kind of excited about it and for Christmas my daughter started a, a sourdough started for me on the side. Is just, that the sweetest thing in the world? Yeah. Just so put, I mean I'm, I'm just picturing this story it's a, it's a very nice dining room there's some there's some <laughs> some uh, opera music maybe playing in the background yeah, yeah. and uh, you know very perfect family <laughs> yeah. he leads to his wife and goes uh, uh, I don't know your wife's name Margaret. Cynthia. Margaret dear <laughs> Cynthia dear today it's a beautiful I thing. learned this wonderful thing about bread. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, Papa, tell me more. <laughs> daughter has yeast. And, and, my <laughs> and my daughter's thinking I could either try and shop for this guy or I can just put some flour and water in a bowl. But and it's see actual if it comes work, though. So when was this? What year? Just this curious. Is, this has got to be seven years ago. Okay, so this is well before, because during COVID, everybody and their mother suddenly became I like the, know. the yeast collector. The, and it never worked. It didn't in, work. Everybody got into it. We ran out of yeast, and everybody's like, well, the sourdough starter, and I saw Jake Gyllenhaal on 
Colbert. Damn him. I'm into bread now. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, hell you are, you <laughs> fucking 0.2% body fat. But uh, <laughs> yeah. like, So I started, so, and then I, from that, I started to follow my friend's um, method and got into making it. And it, it just got into it. It was like, I always cooked a lot, but I was like, I never made, I wasn't, baking to me always seemed like something too precise to get into. Sure. But bread somewhere in the middle. You can be kind of sloppy. It's a little more artistic. You can kind of feel it. So anyway, I got really into it and, and, uh, and started studying it and getting into it and making it. And then I started hearing what you were saying about how, like, we can't eat bread anymore. And I'm like, that does not make sense to me. Yeah. That, after, that for thousands of years, we've been sus- living, sustained on bread. And then we show up and we can't have bread Something's wrong there. And once you realize that the stuff that we're eating that people pass off as bread is not really bread. There's the, that, that's 30, what I wanted to hear. A lot of filler in it. 30 yeah. ingredients, preservatives, I've sugar. heard that like wheat today is genetically, like entirely distinct from its... GMO. Yeah, from, G- from, its, GMO? from like right? ancestral <laughs> grade, from like its original. <laughs> yeah, GMO. Yeah, I don't yeah, even G- know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, you know what you're talking about. Is there? Yeah. Is there a copay? You know that he's breadless. He's like the most breadless person I, I know. Don't, I don't. There's no one not, who dodges bread. This one, like, it's a bullet. All right, Look, it's not fair. I don't do it. I do it because I feel at this point when I eat a lot of carbs, I just get like very bloated, and it just you it do, just, you do, yeah. and it's it, you do have to make a choice of like what you're going to eat. But if you do want to venture in bread, at least eat real bread. Bread should just have flour, water, salt, and yeast. That's it. And when I make okay, flour, flour, water, salt, and yeast. That's it. Salt, yeast. That's what makes bread. The FDA had to change the definition of bread so they could classify it because the stuff that we've been eating our whole lives, even the things with like the little country signs on it. Sure, sure, no. It's not really bread. Almost certainly, no. It's not really bread. So when you when I started making it and eating it and giving it to my friends who had thought they had like gluten issues. Ah. They're able to eat my bread, and we're not like turning into big fatties from eating my bread. You no, know, you don't. You absolutely not. You know, so it's like there's definitely something to the purity of it, where you can, if you eat the right stuff, and it's, it goes beyond bread. Yeah. If you just eat stuff that's real, you it's got some love in there's it. There's not as much consequence. I mean, yeah, you're going to get some pastas and stuff. You can definitely carb out for sure. We all. No, I fall proven. asleep with a whole baguette in my mouth. Basically <laughs> yeah. every night. Yeah. No, no, that's uh, that's that's the guy's name, baguette. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can swim. You take punches. Go ahead, Tom. This is this is no, the cellar. Honestly, are we're, you not, we're not. We're not. We're not doing. I'm just. I would imagine that all people ask you about now is bread. But it's so earnest. <laughs> it is. It's such know, an well, earnest love. Well, that's the thing that I always find myself in it in an earnest bread trap. Yeah. Is when I go on. I was just doing a bunch of interviews for my stand-up tour. And when once they start asking about bread, I just start talking <laughs> bread with real sincerity. And they're like, "Oh, we thought you were." Coming to San Luis Obispo because you're funny. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just coming to, you know. Sometimes you ever do like after shows and people come up and they're like, that was a really good show. Did you, you know, and you and you answer sincerely. Well, the crowd was a little. Oh, this, yeah. That. They, they don't they, want to hear that. They just glaze they don't over. don't want to hear that. Just say thank you. Don't <laughs> ever rob ah. someone of giving you a compliment. Yes. Just say thank you. Thank you. Once thank you really you. get into it, you think, oh, they really want to talk to me about what I'm really interested in. No. So much better, than, you so much better than them coming up and being like, you know what you should have done? No, we get that. I was just at a wedding. I had a guy recognize me at the wedding. He didn't know I was going to be there. It was just like you know, a big wedding, and uh, and he's like, "Oh, you're Tom Papa, the comedian. I I love you, whatever." And then later in the night, when everyone's drunk, he came up to me and he goes, 
Uh, can I just ask you one question? Jesus. Then that's what I said in my head. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. And he goes, how do I make it in comedy? And I was ah! like, and then he goes, it was like a, a millisecond. And he goes, I'm just kidding. I would never ask you that question. So he made it. He made it in comedy. This guy's all right. I give that, but I tell the truth. I get that question. I got uh, asked that question the other day at the gym, and I'm like, "Well, you you gotta, you gotta go three times a night." Every they don't want to hear that. They do not want to hear that. That Yeah, you just have to eat shit for years. Die inside and cut off everyone you know and love. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's okay. So, how would you answer it? Just curious. Which how one? do you make it? How do you make it in comedy, Tom? <laughs> yeah. Like, let's say, let's say you answered it with the earnest sort of uh, orientation that you would approach a bread question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That yeah, that's that's an interest that makes it that makes it <laughs> me want to answer it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You well, first of all, you, are you really funny? Do you really love comedy? And are you truly funny? Do you think that you're truly funny? Everyone thinks they're funny. Every, yeah, a lot of people. Really? But that will oh, knock God, some, yes. that'll knock some percentage off. And then, yeah, uh. write and get up on stage. There's no other way. And you, and you have to do it. And just know that you probably won't get good at it for about six to eight years. Real talk? Yeah. Real and, talk? I mean, that, that's being What very, were your I mean, first yeah, six to eight years that. like? They were here in New York. Yeah. Yeah. How, York. What were they like? Uh, they were... Glorious! It was it was, it was amazing, a heyday. and it, it really was just super fun. And we were, you know, when you look back, I always say like I used to ride a motorcycle, and all of these years that I've been, pre-bred motorcycle these, bread, all of these years that I haven't been on a bike, and I look back at a bike now, it's like that's insane to be on a motorcycle around like p- trucks and people. It's just like what was it? It is death wishy. Every day that you get away from it, it seems crazier and crazier. Yeah, yeah. Every day I'm away from the early days of comedy. I'm like, how did we do that? Seriously? We made $5 a night. Well, we lived, I lost money. We, I we would, would buy a big bagel with, with uh, egg and cheese on <laughs> it and, and split that. That was your meals for the whole day. God bless. And we lived on a futon and a roach infested thing with Kyle Dunnigan sleeping in the back. And, <laughs> and But when you were in it, like now, if you told me I had to sleep in a roach infested place with a futon, <laughs> I'd be like, oh no, I can't. I'm going to have to go do something else because uh, I'm a grown up. But when I wasn't a grown up yet and I was just so excited to be a comedian, there is every situation on paper seems like a horror show. Yeah. And it was a delight. Well, I mean, sure. let's, let's consider your game plan here, just really, okay? Because it, it's insane to think about it because this was a restaurant. So you looked at a Middle Eastern restaurant and thought, I'm going to do jokes in the basement and get famous from it. That's yeah, shawarma right. in the window. Yeah. They're yeah. selling falafel upstairs, but I think if I tell jokes downstairs, yeah. I but will somehow least, be in movies, which least, you were. Yeah. At least downstairs here was a club. Like, how many times did you get put on shows oh, Jesus. where they drag you to a bar? Oh, yeah. And no, one, no one's there for comedy. Mm-mm. No one asked for comedy. Yep. No one knows it's coming. Mm-hmm. And some guy all of a sudden in the corner says, and now please welcome Tom Papa. And you have to stand up and start telling jokes to these yeah. people. I mean, that, at least this had some semblance of a structure. That place, <laughs> those places, for years. It's still very happens. true. For still years. Happens. Of course it still happens. I, I did some gig, and it paid very well at this very fancy restaurant uh-huh. right on the Upper East Side. Uh-huh. And uh, the guy had a private room for his family, and he comes out, and he's like, oh, it's going to be so great. I love comedy. Yeah. They don't know there's going to be a show. Boots. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> No, no. Yeah. Do not have me go in and just start insulting your family. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it was those situations I always learned. Make sure you say when you introduce that this is a comedian. They have to at least know you're ah. not just an inappropriate man coming in <laughs> and shitting on all the guests. 
wow, this waiter's really a jerk. <laughs> yeah, what's with this guy? Because really at its base, that's what we but are. But it is a bit these like... inappropriate grown-ups. It's a bit like Rocky running in the snow, though, isn't it? Like, where you're just sort of, like, yes. sandbagged, right? Totally. With, that's how you learn to... Get. To dance for your dollar hard yeah. and fast. You get strong. You get strong that way. You get way. really strong. I mean, in and Boston, shit. Right? The Green Dragon. Yeah. It literally, it's exactly what you said. It would convert from like a 100% alcoholic watering hole. <laughs> yeah. Like that is where people in Faneuil Hall who really knew the city of Boston would go to get drunk at 2 p.m. Right. And they had been there since 2 p.m. And now it's 6 p.m. And ta-da, it's a comedy show. That's who you're performing to. But it makes you good. There's, there, that's, I find that that's the kind of, and I, I feel bad for them. Like new comics now, they, they're in such cozy, safe space environments. And they Jesus. put together these little club, these little rooms in Brooklyn. It, yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's called all, Brooklyn. Yeah. It's always, and it's always <laughs> supportive. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's good in some regard because it yeah. gives you the ability to get up. But it doesn't, it doesn't give you the skill or the chops no. or the the hard outer shell that you need to walk into any situation anywhere from that from that fancy party to a uh, a big ballroom a corporation mm. long island you know, all mm. Jewish, all Catholic, yeah, or whatever, yeah. and you can survive. Yes, you have to you go have through that, to. or you can't. Those little precious flowers that are just always the supported. See, Brooklyn for me now they have is a unique voice. is that <laughs> their voice it is, is so unique. That. It is that, as in for me, it is. Like the boiling, it's a, it's a boiling pot of water. Do you know what right. I mean? Right, for us because, to walk into that. Because we're used to fighting for, you know, our attention and getting yeah. away with saying things. Like right. we, we worked so long and so hard yeah. to figure out how to say shit that doesn't walk the room. Right. But 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 really walks the line. Yeah. And you go to you go to Brooklyn and now you find that that line is like basically right in front of you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's right in front of you and yeah, and it's it's not really super funny. Could I get a water please? Yeah. I don't know if that's your job or I don't. So it's not, I'll climb. I'll climb the water. Yeah, yeah, he was doing the camera, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Just put down the camera. Tom needs a water. So when did you start giving it? Because you're okay. talking so about what? Just, yeah. I mean, just, just because I watched. I, I mean, you guys were already pretty established. Like, uh -huh. was, when did my, you arrive? Papa's a hero. I'm going to say, uh, like, I really started grinding in, like, 2004, 2005. Okay, and yeah. I remember looking at you guys. There was only, Thank you so I'm much. sure there was more, but in my mind, I was like, there's eight comedians that work this city. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're right. the ones that yeah, are yeah, Gotham, yeah. the small Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. They're at the cellar, they're at uh, the comic strip, and it was like such a small group of people, and they were so, so good. Like, it was, yeah. It, yeah. it just looked like the coolest thing in the world. You're like, there's, there's like eight dudes that do this. What a great environment, like, to be able to, like, to have that challenge in front of you that you've got to, you've got to get good. You have to impress these people so they let you hang around. And then the standard was just, without knowing it, we were oh, all God. holding each other to this really high, high standard. standard. So it's, it's, it's a, what a great place to grow. And it's, that's what's so magical about New York is that it's still that. Like when you watch these, when you watch people come through, they're still, you know, at any moment, you could have one of these guys walk into the room and they're going to have to up their game. I feel like it used to be more gate kept by the veterans. Oh, the uh, do you know what I mean? Like I think the comics did, yeah. Like you, I had to impress the people who were above me on the totem pole. I had to mm -hmm. curry their favor, make them laugh. They had to find me funny, and that's how I earned my keep, really. Truly. And now it feels like, just like based on like 
uh, influencer culture, Instagrammy, social media. It's a lot of like, I'll shake your hand if you shake mine. I'll follow you oh, if you really? follow me. I feel like yeah. there's less of that. Like, who the hell are you? Right. Do you know what? I, yeah, I, yeah. There was no. a hazing. It was like a. It was like you had to scrape and claw to get approval to get to get in. Which but I love, you guys. But it, 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 it was yeah. I always felt that watching the comedians at that time, male or female, they all wanted to do better than the last comic. Yeah. Like it was really, of really course. important to them wasn't important to get their viewpoint yeah. out. They wanted to do better. It didn't yeah. matter if it was a Tuesday at 9 o'clock. They were like, I have to do better. Yeah. Isn't there something sort of endemic, though, to the thing where you don't want to let the audience down? Because we're so sensitive to energy. Yeah, you know, if they were just... That's a little bit of a trap, though, especially, like... I mean, there's a time when you've got to... You can't have bad sets or the management... The waitresses sure. will tell them... The wait staff will tell the manager, and then the manager will tell the booker, and then you might not get as many spots. Mm. But after a certain point when you're kind of made and you're okay I have that I do I suffer from it immensely where I want everyone to have a good time I want to put on a good show mm. but you also to grow and use these rooms for what they really should be used for which is to get better you do have to suck I, I remember watching Sarah Silverman at, at Largo and it was like killer 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 and it was her show killer 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 and then she comes on and it's you know, not going that great because she's trying all new stuff. And at one point she said to the audience, just so you know, I could kill at any minute yeah. if I wanted to, but I've got to get through this. I've got to get... And it was like, that was such a brave thing. Super. And because I am like, I want everyone to have a good time. I want them to walk away saying Tom's the best. But you've got to be strong enough to eat it to get better. Do I love hearing this? <laughs> like, to death? Because, I mean, I don't know. It's like, the, I... There is a part of me that, and also I MC a lot, right? As an MC, right. it's well, not he was he was an MC. Yeah. He was a you house MC'd host here a lot. Oh, for years. Yeah, yeah. I love this. And yeah. then what? What makes you, you so good? I, guess, I think I think there's a, a, a huge value to that. I do too. I mean, right? I've, and I've wanted to do it since the first day I got on stage. Yeah. Fourteen years ago, I would like. I saw the MC. And I'm like, that's the spot. I don't want to close this thing. Yeah. I don't want to. I want to be on for the entire night. I want to play yeah. all night. Then it becomes a thing where you get so good at it that it really becomes your show. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, you're beating out the axe in a way. Like it becomes your. Godfrey was a, another guy who would do that. He was yeah. like, oh, he's bigger than every comic God. who's coming up on the show right now. This is really the Godfrey show, and we're just filling time in between Godfrey's appearances. I mean, but I think and it, I think the greatest value for hosting uh, was that it just made you it, it merged your act and your conversation really well. So like it became so natural, like it, it made you a singular person up there rather yeah, than right. right. It just yeah, I, it was super valuable. But it, it does feel a little bit like a hospitality gig. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, as yeah. in, that, like what Sarah does in, in a bar show, I don't think it's as necessary. But in a club, when you're emceeing, it feels like there is a, that there's a job to it. Well, yeah, you got to track down the comedians. That's the problem: is that you have to you have to hurt Keep these the cats that are on, on time, the show. And yeah, yeah, that, that's where the extra comes in. But I, there is obviously an advantage because you've gone on and you've hosted your own shows on TV, and yeah. that's a skill set you had. Yeah, for sure. Right, the host thing is can really give you a lot of work outside of comedy for sure you get that thing you have that you can appeal and turn people on and keep it funny and all that kind of stuff so the hardest part was when we started there were people were smoking in the club people were right. smoking <laughs> downstairs in that tiny room that's five feet tall and you know two inches wide 
and people would chain smoke all night long. <laughs> and we would literally come home. And we and back then you would host one show from nine o'clock till two thirty in the morning. Woofty. Yeah. And you just come home and just take your clothes <laughs> off and throw them away. It was, <laughs> it was intense. And we, it's it was so sick. It was so like demented. But then when they stopped you couldn't smoke anymore. We were like, "Aw, I miss it." <laughs> did you all was did did you all smoke? Like, I imagine the only no. way to to survive that amount of secondhand smoke is to no. jump in. And it was so funny. I mean, at the cellar, there was the no smoking section, <laughs> which was like, which was that chair. I was like, and it's smoking started that chair. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work on airplanes either. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's the same thing. So, I mean, yeah. you're a guy who's who's pretty much done everything. Yeah, that's yeah, true. A lot of things. Well, yeah, all right. So you've hosted, things. you do comedy, you make bread, and you are also in films. What do you like yeah. the most? Uh, comedy for sure. The writing is really the is starting to eke out of like that part of the process. I just handed in my third book, and writing is very satisfying, but it's very isolating. It is. It's very. You have to really kind mm. of the amount of of uh, warding off of interruptions, which means uh. your family and your life and going out. The internet. All that kind of see The internet. The internet. Yeah. <laughs> it's sure. Your Pornography. Of Pornography yeah, is no, on the sure, internet. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> I was like, in case you didn't hear what I was saying, it's, it's not just down Wikipedia? to write and then all of a sudden <laughs> on news sites. Um, <laughs> I like, I, I do, I, but stand-up is, is, there's no bigger rush in entertainment than that. So that part is really and it's fantastic. immediate, yeah. It's immediate, yeah. You know, like that's uh, that's the thing about it yeah. is like you do something and you get an, a reaction, you know, yeah. then and there, yeah. But it I is. think the combination of the writing and then the performing of it, it's it's really starting to seem now after all these years, like it truly is this communication that you're having with the audience, with mm. these people. Like it, it's my job to kind of come up with these things and digest them, and they give me back what they give back, and I return it in another form and it is now it's starting to really feel like it's this communication and it's kind of dialing in how specific I'm trying to get in telling those jokes like it's not just about thinking it's funny it's like do they really understand what I'm trying to say right now like sometimes jokes won't work and you're like why doesn't that work and then you think about it oh they don't even know what I'm saying so it is this kind of more organic back and forth Yeah, and I think that kind of is the theme of everything that we do. Podcasting, acting, you know, as comics that do all these things. I think that's really, and this is just, I might, you might tell me, you know, this six months from now, I'll be like, I was full of shit. I didn't know what I was talking about. But right now, I do believe it's really our, 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 our objective is communicating and keeping the conversation going forward in some funny way. Uh, that seems to be the goal. So the writing of it is really the thing that's turning me. What on. what is it that I'm? I have like 17 questions for him. Yeah. Right? Plus that you, don't have like, to, you don't have to leave your house if you're so a writer. Dis- you just, like, I have been so disciplined. That's about really the perk. Yeah. But uh, so what? What is something that you like talking to people about right now? That is because you're talking about this conversation. Yeah. And you get to sort of inspire the the topic, right? Yeah. What is? The, I'm very curious. My overriding theme it really is hope. Mm. It's really hope. I'm not that cynical. 
you know, mm. and I don't find that I don't find that living in in cynicism is valuable. I feel the same way. I think I think it can be. You can make you thrash and make you angry, and then you might change things. But like the people that just have this kind of nihilistic giving up thing. I have no space for it, and I I see it as a real that waste is ninety five percent of the the comedy community. Really, like, I, I know, but it's not me. It's not me, and I don't I don't I refuse. I've seen it happen to people in my life, like these people that end up just watching the news in their prime time of their life, like from the thirties to sixties, and they just get devoured by news and this feeling and what did you and they just they just waste i mean that's kind of news's job like broadcast news it's designed to sort of trigger a reaction and then once you are thrown that many sort of triggers you become inured to it you have exactly to, there you you can't necessarily like stay in reaction mode to a torrent of like headlines that are designed to elicit extreme reactions yeah fear and anger yeah. and and all of that and um but I just feel I, I'm very aware that the limited time that we're here, especially the good years when you've got all your shit together, it's very short. So I'm not going to waste that by giving up. And th I know there's huge problems. I know there's a lot going on. It doesn't mean put your head in the sand and, you know, just be happy. But you should be there should be some hope in it. And you should kind of spread that around to the people in your life. And I, I truly, without trying to be corny with it, that's my objective. No, I think that's is, false. Is trying, right. is trying to put it all through that filter is really, that is my, to your question, my, uh, my main thing that I'm communicating. Keeping people engaged. You can't shut down the conversation. You have to rope them in. I mean, does yeah. that sound right? I mean, just have a little hope. Just have, there's what? nothing, hopeful, hopeless, hopelessness. What does it get you? I don't understand it. Like what you well, it, it, I think people want to not, uh, they, they want to be teed up so that they're not disappointed because disappointment, you know, sort of setting up an expectation uh -huh. of something positive and then having that expectation dashed is crushing versus sort of walking into the situation with like, well, this is all going to turn to shit. And then instead their ego is affirmed because they were right that everything but, was going to Or be realistic and lower your expectations of what that is. Uh, yeah. When I say hope, I don't mean to think that like the world is going to be this, you know, parade every day. Mm. Be realistic. This is this right now is a special moment. Like us <laughs> being able to sit, <laughs> funny people, I agree. funny people having a moment in the middle of an afternoon when other people are working and doing all these hard things, and we get to sit here and fuck around and have, have bottled water and some laughs. Oh, there's going to be food. There's going to be food. Is. This is a food podcast That's before we get in. <laughs> I realize we're making bumper stickers. Are you hungry? Because I did come There is food. I, I started to think that there was. I don't was have any so hope, you know, but we got food. Not, not to wax his canoe, but just so you know, Tom Papa, I came in here starving, and I have genuinely been so engaged in the conversation that I forgot how hungry I was. I forgot there was food. Until this idiot brought up food. I just want to know, and this is my question for yeah. you. You are from New Jersey. You're from the East uh, Coast. This is not a yes. hopeful uh, area. My uh, family, very negative people, <laughs> yeah. and I would assume because you're from this area, yeah. Saint, just it's just everything is. I see it when I come back to. Oh, uh, that's it's that more, hope crap. He lives in L.A. It's more clear. Ugh. No, but I had it as no, 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 though. But in all fairness, this was something that was ingrained in me since childhood from grandparents who had nothing, nothing, and lived with incredible optimism and positive thinking. They were just like. And when I say like lower your expectations, it's not, it's, it's kind of how it was their mantra. It was like, 
you know, they were yeah. literally sitting there with a punch with nothing, but just like so grateful that we're all together and we get to spend this time and this is what a great day and the Yankees are on. <laughs> it was like there was that thing of like shut up, stop complaining and, and go. I love that. It was it was it was I hammered. Don't have that, but it was I definitely love it. hammered into me for sure, for sure. And I, I, look, it's something you got to kind of cultivate. You can't just not. It's not a natural way no, to be. No, re- it requires rehearsal. I imagine positivity in 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 the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. In New York City and staying right sized so, because I feel like yeah, there's a lot of down. like there's a lot of be the best, get more, achieve more, like want this. There's a lot of. You know, in a capitalistic, uh, sort yeah. of celebrity-driven, uh, distraction-oriented culture. Instagram, watching everybody's feeds, yeah. what they're doing. Be the best! That was the, that was the <laughs> theme of my last book and special, was You're Doing Great. I know, yeah, I Jesus watched it. Christ. And you're doing great. And it really was, and it, you know, it, again, that it's conversation with the funny. audience. The, it's super funny. The he audience is, was spitting it back at me. I was, I was just, I just started saying it on stage, like, you're doing great. If you, <laughs> if you were able to come to this show, you got a couple dollars in your pocket... You did it. You've, I, you've actually done it. I don't All the stuff you're seeing on Instagram is a distraction. You've actually achieved it. You're doing great. And people would come up to me after the shows saying, that part when you told us you were good, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Jesus. Because nobody says that to me. And I realized, holy shit, we're all feeling that. And you are. You are doing great. I don't want yeah. to mess up your bit, but like the whole yeah. thing. Like, you're not going to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, say you're an, you say you're an Olympic athlete. You don't have the body of an Olympic athlete. You're not an Olympic athlete. <laughs> oh, but you're Don from sales. People are destroyed <laughs> by that. Like, I th- so many more people are destroyed by uh, sort of uh, outsized uh, expectations of life and ambitions yeah. than than are satisfied by achieving it. Totally, and right in the expectation, like that that thing, it's false. It's false. Mm. Like I, I had a thing. I forget even the joke, but it was about like looking at people on Instagram and they're posting themselves, you know, getting on a private jet, and here we are at the at the uh, at the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, okay, but they don't post waiting for their luggage Jesus. for an hour and a half. By the way, private the, jet the overrated. Husband, the, house, the husband having diarrhea in the fancy hotel room for an hour because he ate too many we, tarts. I did a private gig last year in Hawaii. And they flew oh, us on I, a private I, I jet, and I was I've never been on a private jet. And yeah. a friend of mine was like, up. "You shouldn't, you shouldn't, you should go first class. Don't go private jet." And I was like, "Why?" And he's like, <laughs> first class is way better, and you don't know who you're going to be on the jet with." And I was like, "Ah!" And I did the private jet. I'm like, "This sucks." Oh really? Like, yeah. It's so, such trapped. a small area, and I'm like, "I don't want to talk to this guy." Oh really? <laughs> I thought you were going to say because once you taste it, you're never going to go back. No, to no, it. it's not that fan. Like right. you know, like the it's it's nice. Yeah. It's like big chair, I guess, but like you're not getting like at least you know you go first class. There's a stewardess. Like you, you there's, like yeah. There's, there's a, a social l- component to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a. But it's that not. but the plane leaves when you show up. That's the best part. Yeah. That's real. I if mean, it's your private jet. No, it, it wasn't. I don't know if you've no, seen my ass. No. <laughs> uh, no, it's not it's not private jet money yet, Tom. <laughs> no, but I'm saying uh, like if it is yours in theory, then it leaves when you leave. Like that part. Like you were with other people, so you were I, still kind of beholden to a time. And I everything. assume yeah. you're reflecting of your experiences with Seinfeld, and yeah. that's why you're like, oh, that's great. Me and Jerry have a ball. What do you mean? You didn't like it? I'm like, yeah. yeah. What, yeah. A, what a bummer. I have to talk to Jerry Seinfeld all the way to Atlanta. I had a tech, <laughs> I had a tech guy. Got uh, to yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... No, but I do think... I, I, and, you know, I remember... Before I was a comedian, watch my I love George Carlin, 
and watching Carlin, there was one special that he did where, you know, he always railed against everything and told you how bad everything was in a very funny way and made you think, but he would always give you a little hope at the end. Mm. He would always give you a little something you can hang on to. to and one special he didn't. He just, he was bleak the whole way. Right after his wife died. And good night. Aww. Yeah. That was right after his wife passed away. Yeah. Of course. I didn't know that. And uh, I was so broken after that special because he didn't give me, he just left me waiting for him to come back another couple of years from then without any hope. It's and a cliffhanger. I, I, yeah, I just re- yeah, <laughs> a very bleak cliffhanger. And I just remembered that I, I keep that in mind now, like that uh, that's, it's, not a, it's not a good... I, I like people to leave the theater, like you were saying, like just you, you like people to have a good time when yeah. they're there. You want them to send them out, like, like that it's okay. Yeah. You know? Well, I think, you know, just culturally, Carlin became such a voice uh, of dissent. Uh-huh. You know, I think that sometimes dissent has to kind of look ugly. It has to it does, sort of... It does, for sure. Like, not, not to take away people's hope, but sometimes you have to motivate them with like, oh, and by the way, like, if you just sit on your hands, yeah. this is going to turn to shit, so feel a little bad. Like, yeah. And then get no, off your dead one. Uh, you're exactly right. But being completely hopeless... And just put throwing your hands up and like, well, it's all shit, so what do I care? That's, you're lacking responsibility in that way, you mm. know? You're not totally. helping. So you got it. whatever keeps your engine going. Look, you know, Mark Marin is not getting up there trying to cheer people up. <laughs> but, but he makes you think, but he makes you think in such a great way mm. that is motivating. You know, for his cynical way of doing it is actually hopeful in mm. the end, you know? Um, he would hate me saying that, <laughs> but, but, uh, but it's true. I think, you know, look, there's real, there's life. real things out there and there's real problems, but you also have your own little life to live mm. and you should try and enjoy it because you're going to be having trouble getting upstairs eventually. And no one's going <laughs> to remind you to do that. <laughs> no, it's on you. That's not a hopeful note. It's on you. <laughs> well, no, I no, mean, but this is it. This is, you know, it, think about your career and think about how quick it's going. Think about when you started and what, We've been, what you've got ahead of you. Eight years. Yes, yes, it's been but a while. It, but it's also felt like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. We're all like, going to die. Right, right, it's right. It's very right. quick. Oh, God, Good I'm so Lord. hungry. Yeah, please bring some oh, food. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so two, my next two questions, because I have to take it from one thing and then we have to get into food. One, the first book you wrote. Yes. Right? How, what was that period like? Because you're used to writing, going out, presenting. Yeah. Right? And there's that immediate feedback loop. You decide you're going to write a book. You're committing to a certain sort of period of isolation. And, uh, you know, that. What is that like, that, that first book commitment? It was pretty great. You know, a lot of com- I, I know from a lot of my comedian friends who have written a book, and they said they write one, and they're like, I'll never do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the opposite. I had, because um, I always like writing for stand-up, and now I had like this goal, and I had to get like a ritual of how I was going to do it, mm. and I just fell into this uh, cool rhythm of like get up, get your coffee, go sit at the desk, and and crank it out, and and it started to become, you know, something I looked forward to, and it, you know, some days were nothing, most days were nothing, but there was this great. Uh, this great uh, Israeli writer, uh, Amos Oz, and he mm. said, writing is, you're like a shopkeeper. Mm. And yeah. it's your job to, to open the shop every day. 
it, whether or not it's a busy day, whether or not something good's going to happen, that's really not up to you. Do you shower up, get groomed, look good when you go to yeah. sit down? I see. Yeah. I, I need water. I need I water. This. I need water on my face. <laughs> I need to shower. The, splashing the water is not enough. <laughs> shower, coffee, uh, but keep your phone away. Don't start looking at the news yet. Sit down. Open the shop. This is exactly and I started really I looking f- forward to it, and it and it's it evolved, you know, because it was the first one. It became like uh, it became something really fun to do. Dedicated space. Yeah, and I really, yeah. really, really loved it. I really enjoyed it. I, and then once it's all down, then going back and rewriting it—that's the real joy mm-hmm. of making it better, making all of your horrible things better. <laughs> it's kind of upsetting that every time you look at it, there's you see something. Like I'm at that uh, stage now with this one where. Like, the copy editor has it, so I haven't looked at it in, like, three weeks. And I know as soon as I look, I'm going to be embarrassed. Like, oh, I can't believe I let her read this. Oh, yeah, perpetually dissatisfied. Perpetually. <laughs> There's always something. Like, why am I repeating myself in two paragraphs? Right? I just said this. Why am I saying it again? And all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah. And, and then once it was over, I was like, I want to do it again. I oh, just started God. going into the next one immediately. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I really so like it. Work. You have to be isolated. You really do. To write, you really have to. It's all about, the only thing that's going to stop you is interruptions. And it's tough to live a a happy life. Your poor kids are like, raise us. And you're like, I'm writing. I can't. (laughs) I'd love to. But that kind of synced up up great because they were like teens at that point. And they're, they're not that interested in what you're up to in your office anyway. You know, it's, uh, but you do need the isolation. I do kind of, I do kind of have this fantasy of like getting a house. I don't know where, like Vermont or something, and just really being isolated and seeing what that would do. Huh? But you can do an Airbnb. Yeah. You can do it for a month you or could. something. You can. You can. We did during COVID. We you know yeah. got a house in the Catskills. Disappeared. Fed deer. Was it good? Did it, it was really special. No one. My partner and I never took a, a honeymoon. Uh-huh. So, like, the three months we spent out in the mountains, like, yeah. watching winter turn to spring, vernal pools, yeah. like, it was as magical a chapter as I think the two of us might ever have. I was in the city, and I watched them burn it. <laughs> that is, um, it was magical, the way the ambers kind of... Right, I yeah. love, I love like it here fireflies. so much, and, uh, you know, we're always toying around with coming back and, like, splitting our time again, now that kids are going to school and stuff. I was walking around the other night after dinner and making my way to the city. It literally smells like rodent now. It's like, rough. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm always used to it smelling like pee or smelling whatever. Yeah. But it now it has that that rodent. Oh, I know. Musk. Yeah. It's like there are. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough it's, right it's now. It's their pheromones. It's, it's their mating pheromones. Yeah. Knowing that all these rats are it's just are May signaling. Ron. <laughs> He's on, mating. I, which uh, I respond uh, to. So <laughs> now. Uh, so upsetting. We have to get to food because food is coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's going to be here in like 30 works. seconds. How's the food work? So uh, we have Chef Raf with us. He's our uh, in-house chite uh, chef. Now, I don't really know what he made you. I sent him what you sent me. Which is the barbecue. And Liz said anything. that she was on it. Liz said I, she, I showed it to her. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, she yeah. was like... The man's aloof. Like, I, like, it was like, what do you like to eat? Heard nothing. And then I was like, how about this? And he's uh, like, I like pasta and barbecue. Like, <laughs> pasta and barbecue are both great things. Great. Thanks, Tom. Tom. Listen, bread, well, pasta, I thought you'd come back and be like, well, do you want... I sent you the Instagram thing. You didn't see that. What? So oh, we, no. we came up with... Oh, I saw the Instagram. I saw his Instagram. It was very impressive. Yeah. So he's he's made you something. Uh, I showed Liz the menu just just to be like, is this okay? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's coming out in. Why just don't a you second. have an idea? If, if it's okay or not? Yeah. Because 
people's food food taste is uh is very personal. Uh-huh. It's, it, you'd be surprised, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And people lie about it too. Oh really? Oh, oh my all the God, time, dude. It's so insane. <laughs> like, I've had people. I'd send them. We used to do a questionnaire, and they'd be like. I don't, I don't eat gluten. I don't eat this. I don't eat that. And you'd be like, oh, what do you, what do you love to eat? And they're like, I love Taco Bell. I'm like, that's everything <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you just said you don't eat. Yeah. Like, it's, what do you do eat when lie? you're being naughty? Salmon. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was uh, Moses Storm. It's a shame. Moses. No, two people gave us salmon. Moses gave us salmon, and Rachel, Rachel. Just, she just wanted something decadent. She wanted to be taken care of. Like she's a, right. She works. Fancy. She's married. She has a child. She right. just wanted to be spoiled a little bit. Right, so nice. right, right. So, so yeah, I'm a yeah. garbage can. I eat everything. Same. Everything. Same. Is, what, is there one food you don't like? Uh, the, I too fishy a flavor profile, like sardini, anchovy. Mm. Oh, I love that. That that profile, I'll run for the hills. What do you do for fast yeah, food? I really Tom, love do you, that. Do you eat fast food? I don't eat fast food. No, I uh, I stopped eating when I was in college. Was when everyone was railing against McDonald's at the for the first like really about how bad they were for the environment and all the rest and and I stopped eating fast food then and I'll eat in and out in California but so that's, good in that's, and out is so but good. that's it and even like as a touring young co- broke comic I would never I'd eaten like gas station food marts before I would I never once like went to a drive through and got a burger or fries because the or, food culture you grew up in it sounded like your family was pretty yeah it was like, very yeah it was very together together yeah um but yeah, the fast food, I just kind of swore it off and just, and then when I would go back and eat it, I was, you'd get so sick. I was like, I'm just wow. not doing this. So yeah, no fast food. So Why not, do you? It's, uh, do yeah. I eat fast food? Yeah. Yeah, well, because uh, I don't use that. Uh, I, I get use, a Big Mac, no bun. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> Everything but the bread. Do, do you like In-N-Out Burger? You know, it's Christian owned. I like In-N-Out everything. If you look on the bottom Are of the they? cup. Oh, yeah. If you look on the bottom of the cup, there's a Bible verse. So. Is there really? Oh, is there? You're supporting hate. I'm fine. Uh, honestly. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, bring it on. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can't win them all. <laughs> I'm an impatient person. I'll go with what I, I'll make the best choice at the closest place. You know what I mean? So, like, if, it. if it's a McDonald's or I'm doing a McDonald's salad, if, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, I try. Right, I yeah. try, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to eat. Big part of my eat. day. It's a yeah. big part of my day. <laughs> it is. But yeah, no, I find different spots. I don't do but that. But you keep it generally. I mean, it sounds like you cook with love. You cook in the home. Oh, what do you cook? What I do you do. make? Right. What's, like, what's your go-to dish? Uh, mostly Italian. Anything Italian. It's always Italian-based. Unless I'm grilling and stuff like Dad's that. Dad's cooking. What's he making? <gasps> uh, rigatoni. Yes. Through our own sauce. Yeah. Um, I have this. My my really good one is uh, it's a rigatoni with a a pepper-based sauce. Hell yeah. And uh, mix in with, <laughs> with uh, Gruyere cheese and uh, and then put it in and bake it. Do you make your own it's rigatoni? It's almost like a baked ziti, yeah. but with... Uh, do you make your own rigatoni? No, I don't. I That's don't. Busy. That's the, a very The hypocrisy. Yeah. You'll <laughs> make bread, but you, no pasta. Do you not remember? You son Mateo of a Lane, very Italian. He's a, he's a firm believer in dry pasta. He's like, you have to make stuff with dry pasta. What's wrong with you? It's a big... Yeah, it's a big... It's a big ask. I can't... It's too mush. Yes, but do you jar your own? Like, do you do you do any canning? This you, is where you get into my it. family. Did my my sister runs a farm in New Jersey, uh, a nonprofit called City Green, and they they create produce for all of like Patterson and Passaic and Clifton and all of these great places and learning gardens. And they do all this stuff. So they had a ton of tomatoes, 
And last year we canned our first tomatoes. So cool! It was a really cool process. <laughs> it was, I don't know how good it turned out, but it was it was really. I'm sure good. it was excellent. I mean, it beats versus you know the mass production. Yeah, that's just moving like you know, tons and tons of yeah. tomatoes, and that like you know mm. the. They do say that you should, at, at the very least, like I use Cento a lot. You know, uh-huh. and uh, go with the whole tomatoes. And if you have to break it down yourself, do it. But at least. That you know and you can see that this was a, this is tomatoes where the crushed and the and the pureed are like very real. Some other stuff will you know lesser tomatoes will get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grapes that they but I love with my, nothing. I love nothing more than coming home dunk. on Sunday after being on the road. Coming home on take the first flight, get there early, and then just spend the whole day in the kitchen. I love that. baking and doing all of the the food for the uh, He also has a family. lovely house. I've seen his house. Really nice. <laughs> well, I <laughs> really imagine. Nice. Really nice. The man's nice worked kitchen. his ass off. It's a nice off. kitchen. And you crushed it. You walk it, into it, you you're know? like, I have God, jokes. <laughs> you're like, what? How is this possible? So, in general, you eat like a human being. You eat, like, thoughtfully, you're not like... You, but you, I, I, I feel like off. I picked up on... Yeah, I'll the, go off. What I'll, is the going nachos on? Nachos are a huge thing. God love Wings you. are a huge thing. Yes. Uh... Nachos are, I mean, I don't even understand. Whoever, whoever cooked that idea. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cilantro, your, guacamole, like avocado, <laughs> olive, <laughs> onion. What's your right? favorite dish here at yeah. the Comedy Cellar? Um, my favorite dish here, if I'm just rolling in, like, just for a spot and want to eat something that's good for me, like, I'll have the Greek salad with chicken skewer on it. I do it. this. This is yeah. what I eat. That's a great Forget thing. Forget about good you. What's your cheese. favorite thing here? My favorite thing are the Tom Papa nachos. Yeah. Tom Papa nachos. That, that Liz kept on the menu, even though they changed it. Hey, now, it. watch out. Here you what go. What is going on? Holy what cow. is this? Come oh on. Oh, my God. Oh, is that a, like a carbonara? Dude. Uh, but I will tell you what Dude. It is. Mm, I'm Raff. smelling garlic. Good job. This is a, what a beautiful dish. Oh, it smells dish. beautiful. Good Lord. I got to take a Raff. picture of it just so I can yeah. look at it when I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yours has the good lighting. I'm wicked psyched. <laughs> beautiful. It brought job. out the Boston in me. I turned it into a complete. Wow, wait. Oh, huh? I told you there was food. I'm friggin' pumped, kid. <laughs> so uh, and once again, I just sent uh, Raf what mouth. you told me, and then he decided this is what you should eat. Oh my god, my your mouth. your carb thing is really in trouble. Yeah, no, you have to eat this, Ryan. I'll be okay. You Don't can't worry be about gay me. about it. Did you make the bread? Oh Raf, did you make the bread? Are there little meatballs? That is a real. What? He's really throwing. He made the bread, Tom. He's yeah, throwing it down. That's that's a that is a real ballsy oh, I've move. I've already licked a finger, and it's already insane. Yeah, I licked a finger. Uh, it's there's little sure meatballs in there. And yeah, no, he's gonna be weird about it. Okay. He's not gonna eat. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> he's no, no, not gonna I'm, eat it. Who? What? I am. I'm just making sure that everyone you else gets taken care of. You better clean that plate. I'm not cleaning any beautiful plates. Beautiful job. I do see this meatballs. This is beautiful. So, Chef Raff is Tom Papa. Have you done this? Tom, Tom how you doing? Nice Pleasure to see you. you. Nice to see you. I'll just, my name is Raff. You're you're a great. What 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 is this? What's going on here? All right, so. Uh, you got a large format rigatoni mm-hmm. with uh, mortadella meatballs. What is going on? What is uh, going on? A uh, little What's bit of Calabrian chilies and some house-made herb focaccia. Okay. Cool. Seriously. And we have, uh, we have pasta yeah. for your daughter, so it's... Oh, that's yes. beautiful. Yes, yes. It's uh, it's in the back. I'll bring it out. Oh, you're a couple you're, of minutes. You're a of mensch. Oh, go talk directly to, me about, to hell. Talk to me about the mortadella meatballs. Oh, that was I ate one already. It's fantastic. Yeah, so I made some spicy Italian sausage and then just put some mortadella and then put put the other usual suspects in the meatballs. 
Is there anything wrong it's with this? It's pound the table good. It's pound One the table bite good. Into the dish and you're already pounding the table. That like the the heat that comes in about like four seconds after you take the bite. God. Oh my god. Come on. Spicy sausage. Is there anything better in the world? Mm. No, mm. absolutely not. So all I sent you was pasta and barbecue and you Yeah, yeah, I decided to go the pasta route. No, no, I mean you 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 came up with this this by just sending you the words barbecue and pasta. That's true, yeah. I sent you like a very long a uh, weirdly worded message like five minutes after. It's <laughs> like two in the morning as well. Raph, I think this is my favorite thing. Tell me made. about the sauce really? again. Uh, so the sauce is some chicken stock reduced down, a little bit of heavy cream, um, Calabrian chilies, Parmesan, a little black pepper. Simple and spectacular. Yeah, yeah, like it's, there's not a lot of ingredients in the pasta, but Crazy. that's kind of what pasta should be like. Oh my God, know? this is a perfect dish. Yeah, this thank is a you. perfect dish. For real, the breadcrumbs? Come on. He also brought you wine. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah to wine. go with the... Uh, the wine will be poured by the wonderful Brian Lewis. He's just, Hi, Brian Lewis. Uh, uh, right over here. He thought everything. Now, Liz from the Comedy Cellar was trying was to take right credit for this meal last night. How, how involved was she? Oh, she's going to jump on mic in a few minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, you better there's, taste it. There's a pasta Liz, for her. Liz, do you want to taste it while it's No, still there's hot? a dish over there for Liz. Yeah, of okay, course. Good. Liz, the dish on the table is for you. You yeah, please. Try the bread. Let's really. I want. Mm. I want the expert's oh, opinion on the bread. Mm. This is a perfect meal for the podcast too, because you, it's not crunchy chew into the mic. Oh, we don't mind. We we like the food yeah. noises. No, I mean like I basically. Who watches without like, without tasting the focaccia? You know it's great. It has this crisp mm-hmm. outside, and the under. You're just already in softness. You just really want a lot of oil in the focaccia. Mm. You, know? Mm. you know, you put as much as you possibly can. You believe in his bread? I believe in this bread. I believe in this man. It's it's like you you, literally, you know, you're it's like trying to do comedy for a comedian when you make bread for Tom Papa. It's uh. a real <laughs> you're really challenging. It's no no joke. So good. Focaccia surprisingly not an easy thing to pull off doing it really well, right? So that one, um, I didn't actually use um, what is what is that thing called? Where you sourdough starter? No, no, it's the you put like flour and water overnight. It's called it's called a biga. A bullish, a bullish, uh, or oh, the Italians a biga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't actually do that. I just I just, just made it. it. Yeah, yeah. I just made it really quickly. Let it ferment or let it let it uh, proof with a little we'll bit of oil. Let it for a while. I mean, it took like literally two hours, two and a half. Two hours. hours? That was it. No way. Yeah, like it's it's kind of on the flatter side, you know. Uh, right. So it's, yeah, yeah. If it's gonna be if it's if you proof it longer, it'll be... Right. But the cool thing is it's not dense flat. Right, right. Yeah. That's an awesome job. We, we actually got the bread from Delta. Man, to be, <laughs> <laughs> to be able to make focaccia in two hours, that's just such yeah, a treat. Yeah, really? yeah. No, there's a, there's a recipe that my friend gave me that it's it like barely proofs. And I would love to have it. Sure. That really... Absolutely. Because yeah. so many times, I, by the time I think about it, I'm like, oh, I need a full day and a half. Right. It's really good. I know. Like, I know. Yeah, having I mean, a that's, full that's, body reaction. That's like the typical way to make it. Like every time I've made it until you know maybe a couple months ago, it's always been that way. And it's it's also definitely a little bit better. But yeah, you know if you don't have a lot of time and you know you want to still make it, yeah, tasty and and special. And then there's it's also like about the herb oil you put on there. You know a little rosemary. Yeah, that's so yeah. come the, on. The, the real good olive oil is the key. Exactly. These meatballs are insane. They're, They're really good. I They're love unreal. the spiciness well, of them. Talk to me. What yeah. made you think put, of putting mortadella into? You already had the sausage. Um, I I had it on a charcuterie board yesterday, so I had a little bit left over, and like I wasn't going to serve it today, so I just decided oh. to. 
It's yep. really great. What is it bound with? Like, what is what is in this meatball? Um, so it's just spicy Italian sausage. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, Calabrian chilies, garlic, um, you know, all, all the usual suspects, ground mm. pork, and pork. then just a little bit of panko, eggs. And he texted me last yeah. night and said it was going to be sexy pasta. It's he, so that's, sexy. that's literally he how he sends me messages. <laughs> he He's like, oh, he it's going to be sexy. I'm like, I don't know what, <laughs> know what you're saying, dude. <laughs> he weird. knows better than to send me that text. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm in a cab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aroused. <laughs> yeah, that is for sure what I wrote. Wow. wow. Now, come on, Tom. What? Uh, 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 no other podcast feeds you. Mm-mm. This is this is we're changing the game. This is very this is very so good. good. <laughs> yeah, this is this is, this is amazing. Thank and you, you know so what? Much. As comedians, my thinking lately has been the big meal should be lunch because mm. mm. you can't eat this like right before you're going on stage at all. After you're getting close to bedtime, you shouldn't mm-hmm. be eating it then. Right. Lunch should be where we really go off. This yeah, I mean, timing is this perfect. That's like the exact opposite of my lifestyle. Right. I'll, I'll eat at two in the morning. You will. Yeah, but I'm, he's like I'm 11 evil. years old, and he works in a kitchen <laughs> where he man. sweats all day. He's a very mean, like, old 28. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you, yeah. you, you burn yeah. it off. You're you're an active, uh, metabolically yeah. efficient, tall. I mean, I mean, I haven't been I haven't been like working line really in at least two years. No, and, really? Explain what the line is. Uh, so that's like when you're when you're behind the stove, behind the grill. You know, you're just like you're just working your ass off for hours at a time, not taking breaks. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get to do it every now and again, which is, it's, it's blissful and I love it. Yeah. But yeah, it's like mostly, you know, I make menus and kind of taking more of like a managerial role. Yeah. So Man, you're very really sad. talented. So talented. So Thank you so much. Yeah, the nice so thing about this is when, like, it's hard to get podcast guests now because everyone's got a podcast. Mm. But when you tell comedians there's a meal, man. Like, you would have been, they're like, what, there's food? I'll be there. <laughs> That's what Liz came up to me and she's like. Are you a moron? <laughs> Go do the podcast. You're going to have the best food of the entire week. I, I grabbed Liz. I was like, Liz, you got to get Tom for me. She's like, okay, when he lands. <laughs> I realized when I said that, that almost every conversation I start with Liz is, are you a moron? <laughs> That's great. Liz, oh my God, the, for the so listener, Liz. Oh, Liz is going to yeah. jump on a minute. She's oh. going to fill my chair. Uh, oh, I got to run oh, over. No, I got to go to Seth Meyers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, You've you been on Seth Meyers, Tom. I've seen you there. Yeah, you got to go to work. I'm a warm up, and you were a warm up. I was a warm up. He warmed up the view. One of my favorite <laughs> stories. Go ahead. Uh, it's so embarrassing. No, <laughs> I did. A, I filled in for somebody doing warm up at the View mm. back in the day when Barbara Walters was on it, mm. and I was just a. I'll just tell a shortened version of it. I was. I was a young comic, you know, drinking at n- late at night, sleeping till noon, and all of a sudden I get this warm-up gig to go to The View and do warm-up in the audience at like 7 in the morning. And I was out of my league. I had like five jokes. They were all dirty. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. And I just started saying inappropriate things. So a daytime audience, for those of you who don't know, is exclusively, at least in New York City, it's, uh, it's basically your sister and your mother from like... New Jersey, Long Island, Staten Island, uh, Connecticut. Yeah. So it's all women. Mm. And all they're, women, and they're very like, yeah, it's a Midwestern feel. Everybody's very proper. 
And uh, mm. they're like, you, we need more. We need. It's not going well. They're just like, well, what is this man stand again? The inappropriate man standing up in the in the place, like shitting before on an all female terrible. Show. And they're like, we need you to stretch. We need like five minutes from you. I'm like, I got nothing. I, got, <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave you everything I got. And I went out and I had to walk out like onto the stage and I start like telling some jokes that just start and. All of a sudden, I see a frail Barbara Walters yes. walking towards me, and I'm like, "Oh no! What's what's happening? Why is Barbara Walters? I'm bombing. This crowd's not laughing. Barbara Walters is walking towards me. What's about to happen?" She just reached out and took the mic and went, "No." No. So you only did it the once, and, and, it, and I was like, I couldn't fight it because she was right. She she took the mic. <laughs> She told some stories and I went home. <laughs> I, I tried, like, wow. in my mind, the worst thing that could ever happen is they cut your mic. I was wrong. The no. worst thing that could ever happen is Barbara it's Walters have, comes over to you right, and goes, like a, no. Global television royalty. <laughs> <laughs> right. With one word. Right. I felt like I disappointed, like, every elder woman in my entire life. Oh, my God. And then Barbara started doing did the warm-up. Okay, so when something like that happens to you, is it just, are you How crippled? was your hope? <laughs> <laughs> Were you hopeful after that set, Tommy? <laughs> I was. I was like, well, I don't belong there. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> that was a mistake. That's real. <laughs> I got to get back to the comic strip <laughs> and work on some real jokes. God, it's hard to talk during this because you just want to no, move down. Go, go ahead. I've had to pull my face away from the microphone like five or six times. Mm. So I can take an entire, and I don't do that. I don't just stuff. God. I'm very, I'll, do, I'll make like a million it's dainty true. bites. I don't it's just true. shove. I'm shoving. I'm shoveling this into my yeah, big fat gay mouth. Yeah. Please do. Mm. You don't have to be told that it's good. It's just when you just watch people just clear their plate with yeah. it. So yeah. I know that is the thing when people stop talking yeah. during a meal. Dude. I like making the little meatballs. I've been I've been really dialing in meatballs, and uh, I make the bigger ones based on the Reos. Okay. And uh, it's, it's always place. hard to fry those because you do the one side and then you roll it over and you get the other side and there's always that middle. I would just start them in the fryer and then and then finish them in the pan. Mm -hmm. Where's my wine? Then, Where is it? Oh, here. Will, this is my. This is your wine. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, they'll, right? they'll like <laughs> keep the integrity and then you'll still get the fond in, in the pot. We're right, joined by right, Liz right, Furiati. Right. Hi. Hi. Right? Hi. It's a pleasure to meet you. It's cheers. nice meeting you. I'm, I'm cheers, cheers, cheers. Seeing you. How are you? You know, is is how yeah, this is how the lights stay on in this place. Honest <laughs> to God. Uh, it's amazing. It is I've on her shoulders. I've never seen anyone work as hard as Liz. Did I steer you wrong, Tom, on this podcast? No, you were a hundred. This is so sweet. Yeah. See? I was really kind of like, oh, I don't want to leave New York. I haven't really done enough after this meal. It's like, yeah, you've done I, I, I did it all. <laughs> You're done. Yeah. yeah. And Liz cares about her Italian food. She does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm an Italian food snob. We yeah, she is. And how do you feel about this? This is yeah, delicious. Mm. This is delicious. Do we what, are some your, uh, what are some of your spots that you go to? Um, honestly, I just went to Pepe Rosso on Sunday. Have you ever been to Pepe Rosso? No. I haven't. I, I don't Pepe really go to a lot of restaurants. is literally the same recipes from my high school cafeteria. I went to high school in Rome, so... Oh, I didn't even know this about, about you. <laughs> I was yeah. about to say, it sounds literally, horrible. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go to high like school in Rome, that makes sense. Like okay. Everything. They do, wow. like, carbonara off the menu. They do wow, cacio awesome. pepe off the menu. And wait, and your school had delightful food like yeah, that I mean, in Italy? I, yes. Come yes. on. 
We're all doing it. And it's like the same recipe. So I am a big Italian food snob. In high school. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Big Italian food snob. This is delicious. I was in love with Liz, and then I I heard her tell her all her Rome stories and talk in Italian, and I was like, all right, I think um, I might have to marry you. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to go to Italy and eat our way through Italy. (laughs) It's going to be lovely. Did you make Throw a, a camera on that. Make a trillion dollars. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, there's some in the back. I'm going to bring Liz it out to Papa? Without the meat stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah you're, it's you're it's uh, fully vegan. Oh, nice. So what is yep. the sauce on this? Tell me again. Uh, so it's just like a spicy Parmesan cream sauce. Okay. Low chicken stock. Um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted... You to taste the meatballs. The meatballs so, are delicious. You know, right? And really, this is really fresh delicious. rigatoni that you made. Um, nah, so it's it's not really it's a pasta that you pasta. want fresh. You know, this right? It's a dried pasta. It's dry pasta. Yeah, yeah no, I just because it, it holds up more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just I just wanted to you know I just source the best possible dry. I mean, it's it's not actually called rigatoni. I don't remember what the mm-hmm. name is, but it looks like it. It's bigger. When you say you sourced it, do is it chef secret or are you allowed to? No, tell us no, what no. Pasta I, we need I to went to. There's this place. It's on fourth in between Bowery and second. Mm. It's it's like really close to the place that, that I'm that I'm at all the time now. So I was just getting coffee there two days ago. I was like, oh what place? I don't remember the name. Because there's the name. there's um it's really good. Is though. it across from the firehouse? It's also a restaurant? Is it Il Buco? No, no. Listen no. to this one. No, no, they she uh, knows the city. I know. They just they serve sandwiches for lunch, they serve coffee, and then they have like a very limited selection of like only really, really dope Italian products. Oh nice. But it's but it's really good. Like they're all Fourth, Italian. Between inside, Bowery right? and Second. Yeah, yeah. Locked yeah. it. Yeah. Are we walking? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'll back. be going there right after this. You know, I'll be going back to this place called Short Stories where we're uh taking over the food program there. So I'm kind of like in and out. Of there all day. Nice. Yeah. Raph, you're so deserving. I mean, I literally, this, do you know what I mean? I don't run into food like this what, in the city. Do you, and I do you, eat you, you would spend 50 Italian bucks on like, this what in a you, restaurant. What do you do? No, no, I, I really, um, my style, I'm sorry. That's I'm like, that's not my phone. Mm. That's, that's my alarm to call my grandmother. Oh. Heard. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Uh, We're eating so, the Italian food of a boy who sets an alarm to right. call his grandma. Oh, nah. <laughs> There's only one left, so you gotta. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really uh, Italian foods. Probably it's not really my style. Like I've worked in restaurants wow. of all different, um, you know, styles of food, countries. You know, I, I really really enjoy to like kind of dive into one culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, like just try to learn as much as I can about that specific type of food. And then, you know, just, like, use ingredients that I've never, I've never used before. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to do it well at first. But, yeah, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of what I appreciate the most about food. Like, you can learn yeah. every single day. And, like, you should keep learning every day. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, like, seasonally there's vegetables and fruits that are, that are available. Currently, it's a great time. So, if know. not Italian flavor profiles, which then ones? What? Yeah, then what? Um, I, I because really... for me, I'm sorry. But like I'm Iranian, we have our very specific like yeah. we have lovely flavors. So no, no, I mean, yeah. but Italian. I, I, mean, I love Italian. that. Um, my mother lived in, uh, she lived in Haifa, so that was you know she's like, she's like taught me a lot about food from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I really really like Asian flavors. Um, oh, yeah. You know, food from Mexico, food from South America, uh, food from food from Eastern Europe. I mean, so I now just, that you're going into this new yeah. establishment and you're sort of curating this menu, what kind of menu are you going to curate? Yeah. So, I mean, this is like probably the fifth or sixth time that I've done this in 
in like the you know like a year and a half mm -hmm. so it really what i've learned is that it is a fucking business and you know uh -huh. it's, it is it, it is not an art project so mm -hmm. you know you really just cater towards the people that go there and you know you want to do it um you know you want to take as little time as possible and do it uh, in a way that's reproducible, yeah. like yeah, right, right, right. But you still right. didn't answer my question. What kind uh, yeah. of food is it? Right, right. So right, it, it is. <laughs> it is bar Get food. Get the truth. It's oh. bar food, but it's a little elevated, and it's uh, nice. like what? Um, so we have like a fried chicken sandwich on the menu. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pigs uh, in a blanket. We have yep. some oysters. Love, don't even play. I love pigs in a blanket. They're so good. Pigs in a blanket. I love pigs in a blanket. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, there's uh, there's like some oysters. Um, we're doing some, uh, we're doing some samosas. Uh, mm, yeah, there's, damn. There's a. Uh, these are yeah. all like happy guilty. Like if I'm yeah. drinking a samosa, right, right. are you kidding me? How lovely. I mean, I mean that's <laughs> the whole point. You know, you know, like you want to make it salty, kind of spicy. With that goofy tamarind sauce. Come on, a little sweet. A little I didn't fried. go that far. Oh, I mean, I, I, I would like have. The, I like the expression have. jerking a samosa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've recently, in the last couple of weeks, drank a lot of smoke. So really, mm. but you're saying so the not. By the way, I, uh, Tom Papa, you, you talked about Liz preserving the Papa nachos. What are the what are the Tom Papa oh nachos? Versus, high maintenance. I want to know about this. <laughs> They're high maintenance the because Tom Papa is high maintenance. Uh huh. Demanding. High maintenance. Uh, discerning. Mm -hmm. discerning. High maintenance. Oh please! They're nachos. Well, clearly, They're can't. nachos. But, yeah, I, but the the comedy seller, the Olive Tree, had these legendary nachos, and it was such a brilliant stroke. The bad part about nachos is when it, all the stuff mushes together and coagulates and you get through half and you're like That's stuck fair. with this thing. Real talk, yeah. So yeah. what they did, they came up with, we'll give you a big thing of chips with the cheese melted on it. Yeah. And all the things that go in the nachos come on the side. Yeah. And you, That's you Tom Papa's style. I remember this. And Tom Papa's style is... And they changed menu and they went back the to... menu. They put the shit on the nachos <laughs> because people like shit on the nachos. Tom Papa style is everything's on the side. Well, it's also like a High lot of real estate on the table. Yes. It's a lot of real estate. And nachos yeah, are meant to be shared, which we're teaching Tom about, but nachos are meant They're to be shared, so which means that everybody <laughs> needs to like dig I tell my shows here and I order the Tom Papa nachos. Everyone at the table is ecstatic. Wow, this is brilliant. Why Tom don't we Papa have nachos, nachos the other way? <laughs> the other thing that Liz does for me, and I don't think this is snobbish either. I like, I like Martin. Martinis. I like As a nice I'm, cold martini. I like martini. a lovely martini. Yeah. But and fair enough. Uh, nothing worse than a martini being ruined with those little shitty Manzanilla cocktail olives. olives. Those green. Okay. Sure. Sure. Like yeah, cool, like yeah, breaking yeah. apart olives. Yeah. I like a nice green olive. A nice like a nice like a queen jelly. size. Yeah. Like, like the a size of yeah. Your thumb. Yeah. And uh, they don't have those, so Liz is so gracious. Mm -hmm. She makes so sure gracious. That, that there's Tom Papa olives behind the bar. Are you? And this kidding? is for a comic. That is an L.A. comic. Yeah. Doesn't even live in New York. I know. Believe me, I know. Mm -hmm. I know what a rare gift it is. <laughs> you always have to bring that up. <laughs> you know, that you're an I'm L.A. A comic. I'm a New Yorker mm -hmm. at heart. 100%. But you, I mean, like, we all know when you're in town, it's always like a treat yes. when you're in the city. Because <laughs> the nachos are complain. Because I complain. Well, I mean, you have to be behind, like, the, the special olives. And mm -hmm. the, we just yeah. get to, you know. That hardly sounds like a diva. Oh. nachos with the shit on the side right, and a right, decent olive that doesn't right. break apart. Like mm -hmm. my own olives at a restaurant bad. that does the kind of volume. I mean, it's love. There's yeah. love in that. I think so. Thank you, Liz. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Anything for you, Tom. We You're know that. Best. You're the best. <laughs> I'm going to have to get this focaccia recipe. 
Yeah, of course. He made the focaccia as well? He did. Yeah. yeah. And it's, nice. it's a two-hour proof. Yeah. Come yeah, yeah, on. It was, it was right? like... He shortened the focaccia timeline by a day That's and a half. Delicious. I don't understand perfect. it. It's delightful. It's, I, yeah. Look at it. Is there any left? Like yeah, you yeah, literally, like, you cut that in half, put, like, two pieces of prosciutto in there. It's a Are you kidding? Yeah. Like pizza focaccia. bianca, yeah. Ex- exactly. Like, you, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to stuff it too much, but, no, no. you know. Dude, That's really, really good. Yeah. When, Thank he, you. when we started Thank eating, you. I was like, that's a lot of meatballs. I'm never going to eat that. And yeah, I, you did I, a lot of work I, on that. I only have a couple left. <laughs> you're, about to, you're about to fly <laughs> you across the country. finished that plate. That was a you're going to sleep food. well on that plane, <laughs> Tom. Yeah, oh, it's so Tommy good. Pops is going to be <laughs> snoring on that plane. Does daughter, like daughter like the pasta? You like it, Char? It. All right, yes. I, mean, I have, I've always uh, made it a goal to give the guests too much food. Yeah, well, you have succeeded. <laughs> I'm a garbage I would, man. I would absolutely be tearing this up, but if I don't bring it home to my husband, I feel like oh, he would have okay. like a certain psychic right to leave me. I'm going to keep that in mind. If I don't so bring him home that. some of this, are you kidding? I yeah, no, you have to. I have, no, to, you have, I have to. to bring this him, like, he has shared. to enjoy this. Certain oh. things you don't share with other people. Mm. You just keep it to no, yourself. This yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, I'll just eat it on the way home. <laughs> I'll just I mean, finish eating it. I might. Sir, I've certainly done that before. Dude. I don't like that you... That the top foods that you don't like are sardines and anchovies. Why? You don't like sardines or anchovies? So, uh, okay. To, to explain, Grace, my mother. Right? Yeah. I, I was we come do to a America. First course with those actually. Of what? Yeah. Were you really of like stinky fish? They're not yeah. stinky fish. Yeah, my fridge actually uh, it, it it broke overnight. Okay. So, so I couldn't do the first course I was going to do. I was going to do a lot what? of. It's going to be a lot of fried seafood. So uh. it's fried be like seafood. Octopus, anchovies. Mm. Not afraid of shrimp. octopus, mm. anchovies. So we. Yeah. I'm from Iran. We come to America when I'm three years old because of the Iranian Revolution. My mother's on a list to be executed. Wow. She oh, married my doctor father when she was 19. Wow. And, uh, like, has had, had had servants and cooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even, like, you don't have to be especially wealthy in Iran yeah. to have servants and cooks. Uh, but, you know, had cooks her whole life. We have to flee the country when she is 33 years old, has never really wow. cooked. She doesn't know how to do anything. She's imitating foods that she sees on TV. She thinks that, like, uh, pasta marinara is spaghetti and ketchup. She really doesn't know. Right. She really doesn't <laughs> I've know. I've had that before. And I know. That was the thing we like, ate when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, sure. no, like, gr- she would, ground beef, yeah. add ketchup to it, That's like great. a hamburger, which she understood, and then throw some noodles around that and then eat kids. It sounds great. Yeah. But I, I would eat that, fish, no problem. Fish, she really had no idea what she was doing. Right. And so the whole house would stink of fish, and I'm like this. Oh, yeah. Four year old who's just been robbed of father and country and all I smell is fucking evil fish all right. over the house. Oh, that so makes sense. I, I, I carry yeah, that dude. with me. I am like sense. my fish has to be innocuous. It has to be like a silent predator. Like beautiful you know sardines and like in like a nice oh, olive best. oil and vinegar just on toast is absolutely delicious. It will it will stain yeah. my mouth for the it's, and it's just like the most beautiful white little filet and then you put it on bread like a nice uh, Tom Papa yeah, bread. That's my favorite. And like, that's it's yeah. absolutely have you delicious. had the Tom Papa bread? Yes, I have. How does one? How I does have. one acquire Tom Papa bread? Because it's, we are. You really have to annoy how? him for about three years. What are, what are some of the breads that you that you make? My favorite is this olive bread that oh. has uh, green and Kalamata olives, herbs de Provence. But the thick ones, though. The thick yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Chopped you. up. Chopped up. Got you. And then mm. uh, herbs de Provence and lemon zest. Add walnuts. That is lovely. Yeah. What's the style of bread though? Sourdough. Okay. I had Tom's no need bread. sourdough bread. It was, I mean. No need. 
When did you when did you get into the Naked Red? Was it like a COVID like seven, thing? Yeah, it was like seven years ago. There's an article in the New York Times that you can read. Yeah. Right, Tom? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I've been I've been doing it for like two months. You're implying that I read. Really? You've been doing it for <laughs> two <pictures>. months? <laughs> there's pictures. There's pictures. You gotta write up two months. Yeah. I had been doing it two months and Sam Sifton from the New York Times was doing a article on uh, sourdough bread. Excuse me. And out of the blue, they just called and they're like, we want to come. And we heard, they heard me on Rogan's podcast mm. talking about it. And they sent a reporter to my house. And there's a picture of me like holding my starter. And <laughs> yeah, So to circle back, we were talking about how you're kind of at this crossroads where it's like, you know, does it stay a personal private thing that like you only give to the Liz's of the world, like the, the privileged, your select society, right? Yeah. Or do you then... Consider distribution. Do you consider, yeah. I consider letting the people yeah, just, buy it? It's just such some. such a hard business. You would have to, to quit comedy. It's, it is. It's fucking brutal. You know, it's really really hard. I meet a lot of bakers, and yeah. they work harder than anyone I know. I, I mean, it's why? Like, it's like you're going to bed at 10 a.m. You're waking up like at three in the morning. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it's just the sheer volume of bread you yeah. have to make to even make ten dollars a day. Is this you know? insane? Yeah. Why? Because when when you think about, I mean, like flour, yeast, water, salt, it's time. None of labor. Labor. it's the time. When you walk, into, labor, when you walk rent, into a coffee you know? shop, sure. I know yeah. this is so naive of my thinking, but when you walk into a coffee shop at eight in the morning and there's a case filled with croissants and scones and bread, right. you just think it's always been there for you. Yeah. But no, some yeah, poor bastard just at night. three o'clock in the morning yeah. was making those yeah. croissants. It's a lot of work. And it's also of love, but shipping also bread around. Sucks. Like, cause I have a of lot course. of people that are, Liz actually gave me the idea to get, start making biscotti. Sure. Which you can that ship. That makes more mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Which you can ship yeah. as like a gift and that kind of a thing. And yeah. that might be a smarter way to go. Bread is tough, and you, also, you you would have to you'd have to get it tested as well. I'm pretty sure you can't what just do, you do it tested? from your house. Oh, yeah. it's in like yeah. FDA, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. which is the worst. Which oh. is the worst. There, there's like different. There's different departments, I believe, for different things that yeah. you're selling. I know that selling like pickles and stuff like that is the absolute worst to get yeah. It tested. Yeah, don't, I don't know about biscotti, but. But yeah. no, you it have, does like open in New York, York, you do have to get like the Department of Agriculture has to come in. You have right. to get like a permit. A way to do it. All about a it, way yeah. to do it is to get someone who's already in production. Uh-huh. And then just and hop on their yeah. kitchen. Put my name exactly. on it and and give them some. But that of my, isn't necessarily give them some of my starter. Uh-huh. And you, you know, so it has a little of the papa to it. But yeah. I'm not in there at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean that would, yeah, that would for sure be a seamless move. Right? It feels like it also opens one up to liability. Right, like if you're well, distributing food, then all of a sudden, yeah. I mean, well, that's also why you probably want to be like, all right, I'm going to go into this production kitchen. This right. person is yeah. working on this. I'll just I mean, use this oven this day. Well. This, yeah, you know? it's a yeah. lot. I mean, it's, it's a, a good name for bread. Would I buy? Would I buy Papa bread? That is a very good. Would I buy bread, Papa? Like a hundred percent. Yeah, Papa bread. Yeah, Papa bread. I would do that's, it. No that's, that's Tommy Pop's merch. Is just Tommy. Tommy Pop's biscotti. Yeah, I think my. Yeast is on the back of the T-shirt. Yeah, someone just sent me a picture of a place where I don't know where he was traveling, but it said Papa Pizza, uh, and it was actually the How way my peas. Like it was actually <gasps> my. I was like, what the? I, I got to get moving. Yep. <laughs> They're coming get for on everything, it. man. It's, it's true. true. Get on it. Yeah, it's time. Um, yeah. So, are we? Is it just about? Because this one has to get on a plane and stuff. No, yeah. there's, a, there's a car coming. Let me check if it's here. Oh, yeah, I think they are. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> listen, folks, uh, let's just go around real quick uh, and talk about who we are and where we can be found. 
Yeah. Dispatch. Uh, you can find me at, at Chef Raff NYC and uh, uh, Something Good Hospitality. That's that's my company. Okay. Um, something Good.NYC as well. And yeah, we're. And this we're, is good. A this real is talent. good. A real yeah. talent. But for the record, if anyone was going to tell you that your food sucked, it would have been Liz. It would be me. Yeah. Liz has absolutely, you know what I mean? She doesn't care about your damn <laughs> yeah. feelings. She doesn't care about your feelings. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to do. Everybody knows. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah. You moron. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, that's what matters most. Like people, people can lie about, oh my God, I love your food. It's amazing. But when someone, someone tells you like a constructive criticism, yeah. then. Yeah, that's what you. That's it what you wouldn't be constructive. To. It would be designed to destroy your spirit. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Tom, where can we find you? What do we? I just want to go on record. Yeah. I hate every one of the meatballs. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. You did. I'm I'm leaving one piece of pasta just for decorum. Right. Which I'm totally you just love. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, the Breaking Bread podcast, Breaking yes, Bread with Tom Papa. That is uh, I, where I bring people in and give them bread on the podcast <laughs> and uh, opens up conversations and stuff. That's uh, you can do that and go to tompapa.com. You can. Be turned on to uh, all my dates around the country. And Tom has books. He's an author. Tom has books. He yeah, is about an author. to be a third time. Awesome. Yeah, everything's there. Tom. Pop I've only up. gotten one of the books. I'd just uh, like to point that out. Just one. Yeah, because I gave her one after uh, she harassed me and never. But notice, like, it. I, never, there had to be harassment. She never read it. After this meal. Well, when would she? The after this thing. meal and this introduction. I flipped through it. It's not a pop-up book. <laughs> <laughs> That's book number four. <laughs> Liz, is there any way that... book number four. How do, the people, how do the people stalk you? Oh, I mean, I'm here all the time. She is here <laughs> all the time. come to the comedy cellar. Yeah. You can find me here yelling at somebody. Right yeah. on. Yeah, and I'm Mehran. I'm at the Mehran on Instagram. Uh, Ryan is at RR Comedy. We are at the, te- the Cheat Day Show on Instagram. You can follow us there and watch this and all the clips that we have of uh, enjoying food with such wonderful friends. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys awesome. so much. Thank it's been Thanks for listening to the Cheat Day Show podcast. To learn more about our show, the hosts, the comedians, our guests, our chefs, and more, visit our website, thecheatdayshow.com. Also, follow along with us on our social media at The Cheat Day Show on Instagram and Twitter. Future episodes can be found in all the places you get your favorite podcast. Our show is also sponsored by the world-famous Comedy Cellar on McDougal Street in New York City's Greenwich Village. Visit ComedyCellar.com for show lineups happening seven days a week. Later, cheaters. <laughs>